Hi, my name is Joel Knox. I'm the senior pastor at the Vineyard Church of Brenham in Brenham, Texas. I'm so glad you're interested in our podcasts. This media is completely free to you, so you can share it with anyone else, however you'd like. Our church is located at 1401 South Bluebell Road in Brenham at the corner of Tom Green Street next to the Bluebell Creamery and across from the Bluebell Aquatic Center. You can also find us on the web at vineyardbrenham.org and on Facebook and Twitter at Vineyard Brenham. Anyway, thanks again for stopping by, and I hope you enjoy the podcast. Well, good morning. Welcome to the Vineyard. And uh, I, I think everybody knows by now we've got the kids in the service, and uh, we got the packets for the kids so they can stay occupied and... Uh, so I, I and, and I it's it's actually a privilege to have the kids in and, and one of the things that I've been encouraged to do by our leadership and staff is when our children are in the service to try to make things a little bit more hospitable to the kids. So I won't be teaching like say out of the book of Judges where people are getting killed and, and that sort of thing. So uh, so I, I try to accommodate as much as I can. But, um, but anyway, when, when you're through today with, with the, the packets, if you would, just leave those in the seat. You can take all the paperwork and stuff. Just leave the crayons in the, the pocket and then the, the pencil. I think there's a pencil in there, but anyway. Well, I think we all know that the song, Old Lang Syne, it's a Scottish folk song, and it actually was a poem written by Robert Burns in 1788 and was set to this tune of a, a popular Scottish folk song. It's well known in many countries, especially in the English-speaking world, and it's traditionally used to bid farewell to the old year, usually at the stroke of midnight on New Year's Eve. It's also sung at funerals, graduations, and as a farewell to different ones, and, and just an ending for various occasions. And we're coming to the, the end of 2019, and I think we're all kind of preparing ourselves for the fact that you're going to be writing 2019 on everything for the next two months. But I want to talk to you this morning about 2019, the year that was. But before, before I get started with that, I, I, we've been doing this for a few weeks, and do y'all enjoy hearing about people taking risks? Do you enjoy the, the testimonies that people have? Do, do you enjoy those? Well, well I, I, I want us to continue that, and, and, I, and I, I want to find out if anybody took a risk. I mean, we had the holidays, and... I, Sometimes getting family together, that can bring an extra bit of tension into your home. Or if you go to visit family, that could be an extra bit of tension. Um, the stuff that goes along with the holidays around work, around school, or any of those kinds of things. Would anybody like to share about a risk or just give a testimony of something that, that, that occurred over the last couple of weeks? I've got the microphone in case you do. Okay. So you have to bear with me. I'm going to try and sign and talk at the same time, and you're going to see my, my weakness. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so this week um, I was working in the woodlands, and I had worked all day. It's for the video relay for the deaf. And I was finishing up so I could get home to my friend Deanna. We were going to have food, and I needed to order all that. And so I just, and I felt that was God. I'm like, okay, I need to hurry. I need to order the food. I need to go. And I went into the, the break room where we're working, and there was a woman there, and she was saying, oh, my gosh, my hip hurts. She goes, you know, like when you need to pop your knuckles because it's tight, you need to pop it. And I'm like, oh, yeah. She goes, man, it just, I just need to pop this in. And all I said, and, and in my mind was like, Oh, oh, and I was going to take off. 
So I go to get my purse, and I'm taking off my headset and everything, and I, I feel God say, you need to go back and pray for her. Do you ever argue with God in your mind? And I'm like, oh, no, uh-uh, I don't have enough time. <laughs> what are you talking about? And I, I pick up more, and I'm literally walking out, and he goes, you need to go back. Are you going to obey me? It wasn't audible, nothing. I'm like, crap. <laughs> yes, I want to obey you. But I'll, I'll share something with you. Um, earlier this year, a good friend of mine died from ALS, and it has racked my world because God told me to pray for her, and I, I expected in faith that she'd be healed, but she died. And then since then, well, I'll be honest with all my best friends here, I prayed for a lot of you, and I almost like, are you sure you want me to pray? <laughs> and so something happened, though. Something clicked in me because it was not a bad attitude. It was obedience, but I was like, okay, God, I'm going to pray, but I'm obeying, and you got to do the rest. Like, that was just my thought process. So I literally walked in there, and she expected me to have left. And she's like, yeah. And I said, okay, I know this is going to sound crazy, but God told me to come in here and pray for you. And is that okay? She goes, yes. And she's a Christian. She's more conservative. You know, she wears her dresses and her hair up. So I'm like, okay. So, and she's got her dress on. I just put my hand on her hip, and I, I simply prayed, you know. Lord, you have asked us to lift this up to you, and you want to glorify yourself in her body. I ask that you would heal her hip now, and if it needs to pop, that it would pop in Jesus' name. And then I took off. I just left. I'm like, see ya, and I left. Well, then the next day I was working at Sorensen again, and I didn't see her. And I thought it was odd because we're often we're on the TV screen, and I get this IM from another interpreter and says, have you talked with my mom? I'm like, no. What's up with your mom? She goes, you need to call her. So I called her later, and she goes, oh, my gosh, girl, whatever you did, something. She goes, you left. You just left me. But then all of a sudden, I've never experienced this tingling all over my body. And she goes, I was washing the dishes in the sink, and I took a step, and the pain was gone. And I'm like, really? <laughs> well, that's great. Like, like, praise God, you know. And I said, and how are you feeling now? She goes, it is great. So then I shared the same thing about just feeling discouraged and what's happened. And thank you so much for sharing that and encouraging my faith. And she told me, she said, you know, I have been so frustrated and just pressured because her husband has been very sick. So she's had to take up working full time. She's there all the time. And she goes, I felt like God saw me. God has remembered me. And she goes, so you keep praying. And so that's it. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. And you did good doing the signing and, and speaking. Would anyone else, did you just have something that you'd like to share? Um, Georgia. Well, all of you know my husband, Stuart, had a stroke a couple of weekends ago. I'm sorry. She just needs to decide. Yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> Um, and, of course, he's totally restored. Praise the name of the Lord. But we were having lunch with friends yesterday. And for the first time, the first time in my husband's life, I heard him say, he was telling us we hadn't seen them. And he was telling about him. And, and he said, and we prayed. And I have no evidence of a stroke. He didn't say anything about doctors. He didn't say anything about medicine. He didn't say about anything about that's what the body does. All he said was, we prayed, and I have no evidence. That's huge. Wow. Yeah, that, it is. That, that's awesome. Praise God. Anyone else? I'm going to turn the mic off. Actually, we're going to have, a, have an, another time to share. Um, this is going to be a little bit less like a sermon and more like a time of sharing. At least that's, that's how I envisioned it. So um, it, it's going to be really quick if nobody wants to participate. So and maybe if you want to go to lunch early, we can, we can be done, you know, in like 10 minutes. So, so uh, but I, I want to say at the outset, as we talk about this, that I love the church. I love the church, the big church, the big C church. Not just necessarily this place. I like church. 
I grew up in church. Mom told me I was a week old the first time I actually went to church. And my mom used to play the piano, and I used to sit next to her on the piano stool. And I would, I would make faces at people in the church. And my dad was, was, was the, the usher. He was the Sunday school superintendent. He was a deacon. And if I made faces next to mom, I got in trouble because my dad saw me making faces next to her on the piano bench, you know. But I grew up in church. I was a church brat, and, and I, I, I love church. I went to all kinds of meetings. I went to all kinds of churches as a kid. I'm fascinated by the Catholic church. I'm fascinated by, by the high churches, you know, the Lutheran church and the Episcopal church. I, 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 I love the church. And we call the church a lot of things, you know, like people refer to it as an institution, they refer to it as, as a pillar of our civilization. And I think, it, I think it is. I think in that sense it is a thing. But one thing it's definitely not. It's not the building. It's not an inanimate structure. It's a living thing. It's a living, breathing organism. And it provides love, acceptance, forgiveness, Encouragement, correction, healing, and spiritual formation. And that's just the few things that I came up with by myself. The church makes all of us who are the church, it makes us an extended family. When we become part of the church, we become part of God's family. We're the family of God. Now, I think we all understand that when we're part of a family, there are things that families celebrate together, like weddings, graduations, childbirth, children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren. And we can celebrate personal milestones, like a new job or a promotion, retirement, purchasing a new home, purchasing a new car. Anything that we want to celebrate, we can celebrate as a family when we're part of the church. Families also mourn losses together. Life can be hard at times. Things happen that we don't have an explanation for. And we can bear each other's burdens. We can lift each other up. The Apostle Paul, in his letter to the Romans, said, Be happy with those who are happy. And weep with those who weep. And as I look around the room this morning, I know that this year we've all experienced highs and lows. Now, I have a few that I'm going to share personally, but I'd like to hear if anyone would like to tell something that you might have celebrated this year. Would anyone like to like to share something that you've that you've celebrated in 2019? Got the mic if anyone would like to. I'm going to try not to cry. I usually don't cry in front of people. It's a new thing. I used to cry a lot whenever I was a kid, but I've kind of gotten a little bit out of that. Um but some people kind of know my story. Like, I've not, I've not really had, like, an easy time of life, I guess. And I've struggled with uh, depression ever since I was a kid. Like, honestly, as long as I could remember, I, I struggled with it. And I was just always sad. And I didn't really kind of have, like, any hope for living past a certain age. And whenever I got out of high school, I didn't know where I was going to go. And then whenever I got into college, I was kind of just going through it. 
And so those last four years of my life, I was just trying to finish, just trying to graduate and just get it done. And so this year in May, I graduated from A&M. I got a 3.75. I was really happy about that. And it's kind of renewed like a, a desire to live, I guess, and like continue on a future, you know, and I, and I have goals now. I have plans and all of that. So that's what I've been celebrating. Thank you, sweetheart. Anybody else, would you like to, to share something that you're celebrating? Earl, are you coming forward to? <laughs> well, I didn't want to scare him. I don't, I don't get up here much. Uh, if people think about it, they have lots of joys. Uh, you know, I'm a proud grandpa. My, like my granddaughter graduated high school and Blinn College on the same day. And she got almost a full-ride scholarship at St. Edwards over in Austin. She's doing pretty good. Uh, her grade point average for this semester was 3.88. Wow. Uh, but then there's also other little things, you know. I retired. I, I spent the last 25 years at one company. Yeah. And I felt it was time because I was tired of burnout. Because working 12, 14 hours a day, you get that way after a while. And then I went from 12, 14 hours a day down to nothing. <laughs> and so I, I was talking to one of my little buddies sitting over there one day, and he says, I got a part-time job for you if you want it, if you want to go talk to him about it. So I went and uh, talked to little Bill's boss, and I, now I work part-time. It gets me out of the house, gets me out from underneath Tracy's thumb. <laughs> <laughs> She's not here so you can talk about her. Yeah, yeah. But if people think about it, there's lots of milestones every year for everybody in this room. You just got to thank God for all the blessings and, and provisions that he provides for you. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Earl. That's awesome. Brian, are you coming forward? Sure. All right. Wow. Shauna told her story, and so I kept getting prompted, and I'm like, I don't want to go. <laughs> so I don't have GPA this year, maybe next year. Um, no, one of the things I'm uh, thankful about is my mom, who most of you know, was in a really bad accident uh, October 30th. I wasn't going to cry, Anna. <laughs> um, she shouldn't have been alive. It should have killed her. Um, and by the, by the grace of God, she is going, she's been staying in my sister's house, um, and she's basically made almost a full recovery, and she's going to be moving back into her house tomorrow. So um, she turned 75 December 9th, um, and she's just a tough woman, so I'm just really thankful for that because it, it could have been really bad. Um, the other things I'm thankful for is all the help I've gotten this year and the, the stronger bonds I've made with people here um, with the projects that we've done and just being around the church. Um, so I'm just thankful about that. That's awesome. That's awesome. Kenny. Adesha, you're next. I'm thankful for many things, but especially last night. I was driving down Highway 237, and this guy made a left turn turn right in front of me. No signal. I swerved to the side of the road. Defensive driving kicked in. I didn't hit the brake. I avoided a head-on collision by about a foot and a half. Wow. Wow. Praise God for his protection. I am thankful for all your prayers because I had court the day before my birthday and it was canceled. And I didn't get in a car wreck and my son's here. We're here. We made it to church. Thank you all for your prayers. Okay. All right. Am I, you're going to need me to hold the 
No, no, he's signing. Oh, 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 okay. It's me. Okay, okay. all right. Awesome. Okay. My wife, Regina, and I are thankful for now, today, feeling comfortable in our finances. In the past, we had a huge amount of debt. It was two-thirds of our income had to go towards paying down the debt. And I paid off one of two large loans that I had. My wife and I feel blessed now because we feel comfortable with our finances and we can see now that we're ready to be full members of this church. Soon, soon. We're looking forward to that. We're really excited about that. And we're confident and we're trusting God in faith of what he will do and continue to do in giving us wisdom and strength. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for that. And then um, secondly, I don't know if you all have heard, but about two weeks, two or three weeks ago, there was a big police chase. There was about 10 police cars, white cars. I was in it. I was there. It was on, um, let me think. It was off of Chapel Hill. No, it wasn't the one off of Market. That was a different one. Okay. It was Chapel Hill. And uh, intersected with Alamo. You know where the, the factory is? The packing yeah. plant? Okay. That's it. Yes. Yeah. So I was driving along, and luckily, that's when I had finally got my truck fixed. My truck had always driven really slow because it was just kind of heavy. It was like its own tractor, you know? <laughs> so I made a stop, and there were two cars on the other side of the intersection, uh, crossways from me. And one of the... One car was turning right, and I was stationary, so it was turning into me. And then the other car was going to be going straight across the intersection. After I made that stop, I decided to move slowly on because it's, it's hard to see that the first car was making the turn right. So I decided just to ease on out to see it, and I could see the other car had just moved really fast right into the lane. And the police chase... Gosh, like I said, there's seven or eight police cars that zoomed by at that moment. And I just thanked God for being cautious, that I took that extra second to wait and to look. If I had not and had just went and moved out, I could have been hit, just broadsided, T-boned by that white car. So I just feel really fortunate that I took that moment to be cautious, to take my time. Thank you. Praise hands. Yes. Yeah. All right. Anyone else? Trissy. I mean, we could do this all day. I'm, I'm, I'm okay with it. So. Well, it's a little strange. Uh, almost seven months ago, I got this little girl back here put in my custody. I was a little angry and a little upset. It wasn't what I, how I saw my life at 55 and raising another little one, but it has totally changed my life. And I can't imagine not having her with me now. And I know I'm going to need strength when she does go back to her mom, but it's, she's brought me out of a depression I didn't even know I was in. My world had kind of shut down around me. I'd shut people out of my house. And everything's coming back into order. And everything feels like I'm coming back to life. And it's strange when you don't know you're depressed, realizing that you are. And so God blesses 
in ways that we never imagined. Amen. And so seven months of this little one has given me <laughs> great pleasure, tremendous frustration, <laughs> and lots of patience, and a little remorse at how I raised my kids, but also knowing that my kids talk to me and go, Mom, how did you do six? Because we're struggling with one, two, and four. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's just crazy. And I, I told them, we do the best we can with what we have. And that's all we can do. And uh, I think Roseanne Barr said, we're going to screw our kids up no matter what we do. So you might as well have fun. Yeah. <laughs> and so it, it's, you know, as long as they have good memories and laughter, I think that's the main thing for them. And my kids love that they had no idea the struggles we had with money. They were like, were we poor? Uh, well, did you feel poor? No. Okay. That's all you need to know. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you, God. Yes. Thank you for everything. Okay, mine are for my kids. They're not here today. <laughs> Perfect time. Uh, yeah, they're with their grandma in Cold Springs. But um, as some of y'all know, uh, we've basically, as of December 12th, they've been with us full time um, when... Of 2018. Of 2018. So uh, t December 12th of this year, we've had them for a year exactly. Um, so... Uh, and this year we've been going through legal stuff with their mother, um, and the kids had not seen their mom in six months, and they were, if you read the prayers that come out, the, uh, that's what they were praying for for Christmas. So um, me and Bobby had the opportunity to work it out, and we were going to make the effort to make that happen for them. Um, and... It sounded good, and then things got rough because uh, she had demands that she wanted, and it's like, you're not calling the shots with this. Um, but we ended up working out to where uh, their, their grandparents from their mother's side um, were coming down from Arkansas, and they actually came and picked them up. Um, and so they were able to go and visit with their mom and spend some time with her. Um, and they really haven't said much about that visit, you know, you would expect after six months, oh, you know, this and that. and But um, I just praise God for making that happen and comforting us when we had our doubts and worries with making it happen, um, that it worked out for the best. Um, and that's, we do it for the kids. And so that's what that was, was doing it for the kids. And so they're, in their eyes, even though we had sickness for Christmas, this is one of the best Christmases that they've had. Wow. Yeah. So um, I'm going to take the mic to Bobby because oh, okay. he has one. Okay. I'm not much for words. Okay. But uh, I can uh, vouch for Anna on depression and doing things that are your comfort zone. Because uh, <laughs> I struggle with it, too. And uh, I do pray for my kids and their mother. And for me to get up there and, and sing in front of you wonderful people today. I hope you enjoyed it. <laughs> and uh, I'm doing it from my heart. I look forward to doing more. If you guys want me to. <laughs> and, and also with Anna, you know, she's got a really good uh, music thing, too. I look forward to the future. But that's all I got. Thank you. Okay, so Brad told me I should say this, and I hadn't thought about it, but... <clears throat> 
I'm actually really thankful for many, many things this year. Um, my mom being alive, coming through surgery, getting better, all kinds of things. Um, but this is one little thing, um, but big for me, that um, happened a few months ago in our home group. Our dog and our cat both were sick and maybe dying and <clears throat> bare pancreatitis. And Joel just kept saying, you know, we're going to pray for them for healing. They're not people, but he's like, we're going to pray for them for healing. And um, Bear is so much better. But my cat, he was about to die from fungal pneumonia. And I think most people were just like, the money you're putting into that cat and all that you're having to do to keep it alive, you you should just put it down. And I just didn't want to do it. And, um, and um, so Brad brought the cat in here after a, um, after when we were decorating for Christmas. And the, the vet had just given us a really bad kind of prognosis and kept reiterating that, you know, she, she does lose some of them when she catches it too late. And I just kept feeling like she was saying it to me to be prepared. And he was just this little frail of himself. And I just started bawling. And everybody here, there's gathered around and laid hands on that cat and started praying. And now he's so hungry and he can breathe and he can smell his food again. And He's eating so much, he's eating us out of house and home. And I just want to give God thanks because, you know, people here at the church kept laying hands on that cat and praying for him. And he is better. Thank God. I have a story that kind of goes behind that. I had a dog when I was growing up. His name was Dirty Harry. And... The, the dog, he, he survived a lot of things, and I would pray for that dog in Sunday school class every Sunday. And my Sunday school teacher told my parents, Dirty Harry's never going to die, because Joel keeps praying for him, and he kept getting better. So I, I believe in praying for our, for our pets. God, God cares about them just as much as he does us. Jesus said that his eyes on on the sparrow, so yeah, he, he watches over all of all of us, our, our pets too. Anyone else, would you like to share something? Dave. Those of you who don't know me, my name is Dave. And I'm a professional pew pigeon. And uh, I probably will never stand up here and speak again. But y'all been talking a lot about depression. Well, I've been going through a lot of that myself. There's a couple of people here that I've kind of reached out to, and they've tried to help me, but they've found out that I'm also a professional stonemason because I've got a great wall. <laughs> and I'm also an old Trekkie, so if you all are old Trekkies and can picture the Enterprise after it got hit by a Klingon, <laughs> all them wires shorting out and everything, well, that's the way my life is, especially during the summer because I have to divert all strength to the life support systems that keep me going from day to day. So I, I'm not qualified for ministry because I don't have any strength left after my job. So I just need prayer that somehow I get strength to be more involved with y'all and everything than just having to clock in, clock out, and collapse. Um, I do have a desire to help people and talk to people and stuff, but I don't have anything interesting to say anymore in my heart. So my heart really needs to be filled with the Spirit and to be, to, to know that I'm quiet, but I will listen. Yeah. And um, I'm dealing with depression and Satan seems to like to step in. Every time I get two steps forward, it goes six steps backwards. Mm -hmm. But God has always been there to provide for my needs. No, I don't have a Ferrari. (laughs) But I do have a car that runs now. Um, And every time that I have financial stress, 
money comes from somewhere or someone that I reluctantly take it from because I'm a got too much pride and I know pride goeth before the fall so I know <laughs> that verse but I, I just don't like receiving because I like giving better so you know when you know I, I offer things to people and if they don't want them okay that's fine but that's all I have to give is what I have so I just I wanted to know that I appreciate you all and I appreciate the reaching out you've done over the year and it's made me feel better but I'm not healthy yet this has been good well hello Amanda hello so earlier you said something about risks and uh, honestly it was a risk for me to come here today (laughs) Um, and that was just for me um if there's new faces here, which is so cool. Um, we came here for a little while, and we've stepped away for a little while. Um, God kind of had me in a place where <clears throat> I needed to be anonymous. And so that's kind of what I've been doing, being an anonymous person. And I, we've been going to church, you know, here and there, and just kind of needed to kind of sneak in the back and sneak back out and um, be fed in a different way than I had before. And maybe that season is coming to a close, but I'm not sure yet, because at any given moment, our life seems to turn upside down, and that's okay. Um, I'm learning to um, walk in the spontaneity and walk in the lack of structure, I guess. Um, So in celebrations, so we celebrated our third baby, who was a super huge surprise Um, he's almost one and our number two baby's almost two so um, I've survived a whole year with two babies under two and one of them just broke her arm the other day so (laughs) that's kind of interesting Um, I quit my career that I'd had for 15 years and I finally can celebrate and feel like I'm in the career I'm supposed to be in with my kiddos. Um, I feel like I can do that because it's been super hard with the kids. Um, if, if you don't know my husband and I very well, um, God blessed us with three very strong-willed, very independent, very energetic, loud children. And that is all my husband. Yeah. <laughs> um, I am the introvert in the family, and I'm at home with three extroverted children. <laughs> it's exhausting all the time. But um, I just couldn't imagine my life without any of that. Um, we came on Christmas Eve, and you had opened it up for come and say something. And when we left, my husband, Jeremy, he was like, oh, I, I wanted to go say something. I'm like, well, why didn't you go say something, you know? And he didn't tell me what he was going to say. So, you know, I'll just pretend that I know and speak on his behalf now. Um, <laughs> but um, he did tell me when we went home that he felt like he was coming home because we hadn't been here in, you know, probably about six months or so. And like I said, I just needed to be, I needed to be anonymous. Jeremy was gone. Um, he was working a lot. Um, we've had a lot of financial struggles that God just... He knew exactly what was going to happen, and he prepped us for what we needed to do, and he made things last way longer than I could ever imagine they should have lasted. And right when things were, oh gosh, uh, we're not going to be able to pay the bills, the job that he'd been waiting for from May finally started in October, and the first paycheck he got took care of everything we needed it to take care of. And some, and some, and some, and some, and some. And it's just, you know, we both sat back and said, wow, God knew exactly when this was supposed to happen, even though it wasn't looking good for us in a lot of ways. There was a lot of stuff that wasn't looking very good for us. Um, And a lot of things in our life have changed. Um, My parents were living on our property. They they went back to New Mexico. Um, my, let's see, 
Jeremy will be leaving for work sometime in January, so I will be completely by myself. Um, but I've had a lot of time the last several months to know and experience things, and I can do it. And I can do it. And I know there's people that I can reach out to when I feel like I need a break, but just a lot of things in risk, I guess, in the last year, but then a lot of stuff to celebrate. And I'm so glad that God brought me here today because he knew that I needed to hear everybody's story and I needed to hear all the testimonies. Um, We shouldn't be ashamed if we deal with depression. Because there's several people who have talked about that today. And I have struggled mightily with that myself for years and years and years. Um, And so I just applaud all of you for being brave enough to get up here. And I just praise God for bringing me here so that I could hear all of this. Because he knows what we need when we need it. Even if we're just going through the motions. If even if you just take one step forward because you think that's the next right thing to do, God knows that you need two steps forward, and he's going to find a way to push that forward. So just thank you guys so much. I really love you. And those of you that I don't know, I'm sure I would love you too, and I'm so glad that you're here. And just thanks for letting me share. Good morning. Um, Mine actually started last year when I got laid off from my job two days before I was going back for medical uh, leave. So things worked out. Make that short. Come March, I got a job. Not my ideal job. Not really where I wanted to be. Pay was less. No benefits. And trust me, since 2016... I've needed benefits. Cancer's expensive. (laughs) Anyway, um, I just felt that when I took this job that it was not my ideal job, but it was somewhere that I felt that God needed me to be at the moment. And I've had a lot of down moments. I have laid out my feelings on our Facebook page many times because I live alone. And I don't have anybody to go home to to vent on. So I vent through the page, and I love it. (laughs) Because then I get all these prayers. But something happened. Um, My boss had literally told me a couple months ago, do not give me anything for Christmas and any of that. And every job I've ever had, we've always gotten the boss a present. (laughs) Well, it's a small business. I'm the only one that's in the office with him, and then we have two techs. Well... He had made a comment that I had this little cushion on my back in my chair that he liked it. Well, I didn't think anything about it until about first part of December. And I said, you know what, I'm going to get him one. So I got him one, took it home. He actually asked what I put in my car, and I said, a present. (laughs) Went home at lunchtime and wrapped it, brought it back, and gave it to him. And he said, Terry, I told you not to do this. And I said, just hush up and open it. I said, trust me, you'll like it. He opened it. He was overwhelmed with joy. He said, he's had his business for a little over 20 years. I am the first, and he's had multiple office managers, uh, first one who's ever given him a gift. He's a nice person. He's just not always a great boss. He's very (laughs) self-centered. I've been praying on that a lot. But he did something that he hasn't done in a long time, and I did not know this until... Monday the 23rd. He had actually given me a Christmas bonus. And he said it wasn't a big one. And it it was like $250, but hey, it was more than what I'd had before. Mm -hmm. But I found out, and he said, don't tell nobody. But I actually overheard him talking. He gave three other employees Christmas bonus too, which he has not done in years. So I feel thankful that even though this isn't my ideal job, I still feel like that's where I'm supposed to be right now because it's not about me. It's maybe something that God's doing through me for him. And 
I know he's wanting to get out of the business eventually. So maybe this will just kind of soften his heart some and maybe a little less self-centered and more thinking about other people. So it's not easy having a small business, but hopefully. And then my last thing I'm very, very thankful for is another year being cancer-free. Amen. Yes. Good morning, everybody. Um, I got one thing. Um, starting, I'm saying one, there's two, actually two. Um, starting beginning of the year, I normally, as y'all already know, most of you, I was not very outspoken, not even doing anything. I wanted to be out of sight, out of mind on everything, even when it came to potluck. I give everybody the credit. <laughs> so uh, just saying I've been really pleased on able to... Uh, you know, people saying, you know, you need to be looked at, you know, and seeing what all you do. I, to this day, I, I just kind of blow it off, you know, but I just want to thank everybody for being there and uh, helping me out to get out of that mode and not able to speak up and, you know, say how I feel about things. And then top it off, doing the community groups, you know, I could not ever picture me even doing that. <laughs> of <laughs> one thing. And then the other was uh, just recently my uh, youngest daughter surprised me with a wedding yeah. and uh, knew over a month and her sister fell along with it, knew it for two weeks. So I was, they pulled it off really good. So I'm taking care of on that as for nobody being at home except for me and my little dog minding, <laughs> minding our business and everything. But otherwise, I'm just glad everybody's here for the holidays, and I'm hoping y'all are very, you know, safe and enjoying your families. And um, I want to thank Joel and Danelle for being our new pastors and everything. It's been a great change, and I love it. And thank you. Thank you, Beverly. All right, now... It just turned 12 o'clock, wow. and I, I'll, I'll, I'll do this as long as people want to want to share, but um, I, I think, oh, you want to share something? Okay, all right, okay. Um, I agree with all my girlfriends. There is a lot to be thankful for, and it's hard to pick out because so much has happened this year, like, yeah. wow, and all that God's done has been fantastic. But I'm most thankful this year for my daughter and for what's happened in her life. Um, you know, I've preached at her a lot <laughs> growing up, and I told her things she needed to do. And the more I would tell her things, well, you know, she's just going to do it the other way anyways. But something happened this year. Um, she was in Arizona, and she wanted to call me every day, two, three times a day, and tell me what was happening. And um, I hope I'm not giving away the farm by sharing this. Okay. But my mom called Too late me. Now. I know. My mom called me, and she was telling me about all these wonderful conversations she'd been having with Lisa and how proud she is of her granddaughter. And then she said, um, God forgive me if you didn't want me to tell. <laughs> she goes, you know, what are some things that you, you regret in your life? And she goes, oh, well, I kind of regret some of the boyfriends I dated and that kind of thing. And then she said, but if you were looking for the best person you could marry, What's something they have to have? Well, she likes multicultural and different things and backgrounds. Being tall, maybe six, seven. And then without any doubt or hesitation, she said, and they have to be a Christian. I'm so proud of you. And I'm so thankful that if I stop bossing you around, something <laughs> happened that God did. And she believes in her own relationship with God that it's important. So I'm just so thankful for that. <laughs> That's awesome. What was mine? I, well, I, I think what I'm going to do, um, I, I'm going to I'm going to put this on a Facebook post, just share what I was was going to share because there are a lot of things that happened this year for our church that I think we can celebrate. 
But there's another side of the coin that we didn't even get to this morning. And, and, I, and I, this is going to be... This is going to be our area of ministry, and, I, and, and, and please forgive me, it, it's, it's past noon, but I, but I also feel like that, that's something that we need to share, because we, we celebrate together, but the scripture also says that we grieve together, and we experience sorrows as a body, and you know, the, one of the things that, that I was going to talk about today was the fact that, that we've, we, I, ex, I expected going into 2019 that this was going to be a year of growth. How many of you were here at the, the first Sunday of, of 2019? And I was, and, you know, I was talking about all the things that, that I, I felt like had to happen in order for us to grow. And then, then lo and behold, the Lord speaks through my wife and says that, you know, we really need to focus on loving Jesus. And there, there are things that, that happened this year that they, they didn't occur quite like we expected. And one of those things was the growth wasn't necessarily the kind of growth we expected. It was more in the area of, of pruning and replanting and uprooting. And, th- and there are s- real sorrows that we experience as a family too. One of the things that, that um, we failed to mention this morning is that there's going to be a, a, a memorial service this Wednesday for Deanna Lewis's sister, Desiree. She passed away this past week, and, and they're, going to be, they're going to be saying goodbye to her. And, they, and, and it's, it's, a, it's a time of grief and loss for their family. And the thing that I know about families is that whenever the bad things happen, and I, I'm talking about the real bad stuff, not just that, oh, I stumped my toe, oh, I, you know, but something bad happens that we can rely on the family that God puts around us. And sometimes that the, the family that we're looking for is not necessarily our physical family, but it's the family that God brings us through the church. So what I, what I want us to do this morning, and... and uh, before, before I, I get ahead of myself, I want us just to take a second and, and just allow the Holy Spirit to speak to us. Because there's been a lot of stuff that's been said this morning, and, and I, I think the Lord wants to minister and, and, and wants us to, to be a, a mindful and aware of those of you that are, that are dealing with depression. Because God wants us to be free. I believe that to the core of my being. And it may be, it may be something that, that you experience and, and it, you never have to deal with it again, or you may have to deal with it and God somehow gives you strength underneath it. I don't know. But it's something I feel like God wants to do in each person, each of you who mentioned that you struggle with, with depression. God knows and God sees so I, I want to pray in that, in that connection. But I, I, I want us to wait here for just a second and just see how the Lord wants to minister. Because when, when we come together like this and we start sharing, there are things that, that we don't necessarily tell each other that the Lord wants to minister to. So if we can, just, just, for, a few, just for a few minutes, Holy Spirit, Come. And speak to us today. Minister to us in your power. Come, Holy Spirit.
Okay, you can look at me. Would anybody like, did you feel like you, the Lord showed you something? The Lord spoke to you something that you'd like to share? Georgia? It really started when we were singing the song, I Give My All. That was such a beautiful song and message because as we give our all, God gives his all. And I am the one, Deanna, who forgot to mention the celebration of your sister's life. But God is so merciful because as Joel established what a family we are, and how we rejoiced with those, and how we wept with those. It was just the perfect time to remember your sister Desiree. And so I want to encourage this church family to remember that on New Year's Eve, from 5 to 7, there's going to be a visitation. And then on New Year's Day at 11, there's going to be a celebration of Desiree's life. And we just want you to know that we love you. Yes. We're weeping with you. Yes. And we will rejoice with you yes. over this precious sister that you spent a lifetime with. Amen. Yes. Thank you, Georgia. Anyone else? Would you like to, something that the Lord might have showed you? Well, here's what I, what I want to do. Those of you, oh, Pam, sorry. Sorry. Thank you. Yeah. I felt like the <clears throat> Holy Spirit, sorry, I'm a crybaby too. I felt like the Holy Spirit said, um, like Jesus was saying, please add me to the list of techniques that you follow when you're depressed. Please add me to the list of the things that you do when you feel bad. Please don't start by telling me what I need to do for you. Please start by telling me how you feel. good. That's good. Okay. And I, I hope this is going to be okay. And if, if, if you're comfortable with it, I, I'd, I'd, I'd like for those of you who, who express that you, you deal with depression, I want to have just a special prayer for you. And, and I, but here's the thing. I don't think the ones who spoke are the only ones who deal with it. And so this is something that you can take part in too. If you're struggling with depression. And you may not even want to identify yourself. But, it, but if you do, would you, would you just raise your hand and just say, would, would you pray for me? Now just look around the room. If you're just in the vicinity, or if you're in, where you can, you can just extend your hand. Let's pray. And just as, as Pam said, tell the Lord how you feel. The Word says He's touched by the feeling the feeling of what ails us. The feeling. We have all kinds of feelings. And he's in touch with those. He's touched by those. He's not frustrated by it. Holy Spirit, I ask you to come right now. And I ask you to flood these who struggle with depression. Flood 
their soul with peace. Drive out darkness. Drive out thoughts, haunting thoughts, even suicidal thoughts in the name of Jesus. Drive them out right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. And Lord, replace those feelings with joy, with peace. The kind of peace that you said you leave with us. Holy Spirit, send your peace to us now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Okay, I want everybody to look at me. I want to tell those of you that you struggle in this area, I give you permission to speak to me, to speak to Danelle, to speak to any of our leadership, our staff. If you are feeling in a way that, that you're not feeling that peace, I give you permission to call us. I give you permission to text me. I give you permission. I, I, I'm telling you, call me. Call us. Let us be here for you. It's not a burden. It is not a burden. It is not a burden. Hear me. It's not a burden. We've been called together. This was one of the scriptures I was going to share this morning. Paul told the church in Galatia, share each other's burdens, and in this way, obey the law of Christ. And if Jesus had a law, it was love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. So I'm giving you permission to call us, to contact us, and let us know when you're feeling not like yourself, when you're feeling depressed, when you're feeling down. We're here for you. Okay? Nod your head. Okay? All right. Now here, here's here's the last thing, and it's it's twelve seventeen, and I promise that, that I'm I'm I, I'm not going to start preaching. But I, I want to pray for healing. Bobby, you said you were you were your hip was hurting. Was it your back, your hip? I'm sorry to call you out, but I want to pray for you. And I told you I wanted to pray for you this morning. But if you're, if you're experiencing any kind of physical pain in your body, and it doesn't matter if you've if you prayed for it before, fine. I want to pray for you now. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to, we're going to stand. If you need to leave, then I, I'm, I'm just going to say a prayer of blessing. You don't have to feel bad about leaving. You can go ahead and go, hug a neck and love somebody on your way out. But if you'd like to stay for prayer, then let, let's hang out here at the front and we'll, we'll pray as long as, as, as you, need, you need ministry. That's what we're here for, okay? So dear Jesus, we thank you for your presence. We've experienced your presence in this room today and we're so thankful that you are here. As we go, Lord, I pray that your hand would be on us, that we would experience your blessing, that we would experience your peace and your joy as we go into the new year, 2020. 
Father, we give you praise and glory, and it's all in Jesus' name. Amen.